Another game, another win for the Buffalo Sabres. We will recap Sabres over Devils, including breaking down the first NHL goal for one Owen Power. That's coming up as well as an expansive playoff look at the Vegas Golden Knights. Do they make it? What their odds are? There was some games in the West that impacted them greatly on Thursday night, and we'll get to that when we come back here or when we come up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including our YouTube show. Check us out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. We're urging people to do that. We appreciate everyone that's done it so far, and we continue to appreciate anyone that does. And checks us out on YouTube. We have some film breakdown, and we'll break down on today's show the first NHL goal by Owen Power, as well as a couple other plays from the Sabres win over the New Jersey Devils from Thursday night, a 5-2 victory over New Jersey. And it was a good game. It was a fun game. We'll talk about that. And also, a little bit later on, we've been hate-watching the Vegas Golden Knights. I've made no secret about it. And uh, we'll get to an update, an expansive update, on their playoff odds, what's remaining on their schedule, and what's remaining on Dallas' schedule. The Kings kind of vaulted themselves into a solidified playoff spot with a win over Chicago on Thursday night. Three straight losses by Dallas have put the Stars back in the window. There's a huge game coming up on Tuesday night that will impact whether Vegas makes the playoffs or not. So we'll go through what they have left, what Dallas has left, what the odds say about it, and we'll get to all that coming up in just a little bit. But we'll obviously start with the Sabres. Uh, at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter. Uh, at JR Hanskin to follow Jordan Hanskin on Twitter, my co-host. And then at Lockdown Sabres for the, the podcast account. So feel free to check us out on social media. I had to watch this game back. You know, the Sabres have been good at this. There's there's some games that you miss, and you know that you're going to have to watch the game back, but you usually, I see the score. I usually end up seeing the score. I'm very, very bad at keeping myself away from it. So I see 5-2 over the Devils, and I'm like, beautiful. I, I'm not going to hate watching this game back at all. Um, and that used to be the case like in past years where they'd lose 5-2 to the Devils. And it's like, I really have to watch this. The Sabres have not, especially the last two months, they, they've made every game want, even after knowing the result, they've made every game, you know, feel like, uh, what, a, a, not, not a, like a good watch. You know, it's not a chore. It's not a chore, it feels like, to watch them. Uh, like it definitely was last season, especially. I mean, the Eric Stahl, Taylor Hall Sabres, it was definitely definitely the case there. Uh, some points that were picked up on the night. Tage Thompson, two assists against the Devils. We've been focusing on his 40-goal chase, and he's at 36 with three games to go, so we're not dead on that yet. But how about a 70-point chase for Tage Thompson? Thompson is at... Uh, 65 points in 75 games played. So he needs five points in three games. That's not out of the realm of possibility. He's got four in his last two, two goals and two assists. So 40 goal chase for Tage Thompson down the stretch here, but also a 70 point chase for Tage Thompson down the stretch. Jeff Skinner picks up uh, a goal and an assist 
last night to reach 60 points on the season. Amazingly, Jeff Skinner, after the whole fiasco over two years with Ralph Kruger, he is three points away from his career high. His career high, which interestingly, he's done three times. Skinner has reached 63 points three times. His rookie season, 2010-11. His age uh, 24 season in 2017 with Carolina, he reached 63 points. And then his first year in Buffalo when he scored 40 goals, he had 63 points. So he's gotten to 63 points three times. He's three points off that mark, and he's four points off uh, his career high. So uh, Skinner, of course, uh, gets the goal last night to make it 5-2, to two, but he gets the assist on Owen Power's first career NHL goal. Power is a cool moment. Uh, you know, not the greatest goal in the world, but not also like banking it in off somebody's leg. Jumped up in the play. You know, he's he's willing to move. He's been really impressive, I think, so far for his Sabres career. He's averaging over 22 minutes a night. He's playing a lot. He is dragging Henry Okiharu up and down the ice. If you look at Henry Okiharu's numbers without power and with power, there is a stark difference uh, between the quality of his play. So he's been just good overall, but cool to get him a goal, to see him get a goal. I was so frustrated, though, to see it because I've been and I've been putting down these three-leg saber parlays night after night, and I've been hitting two out of the three almost every game, and I've been betting on Owen Power to score because his odds have been so low, like plus 1,000 on a guy that, yes, he's not a goal scorer and he's a defenseman, I know. But he's always up in the play. He's always jumping up in the play. He's creating chances. He's getting chances. Like, plus that 1,000. He's on the ice a third of the time. You know, something will sneak its way in. I had been betting Owen Power every game as an anytime goal scorer. Not last night. Thursday night, I changed it. I'm like, finally, like, all right, you know what? I've done this four times already. I'm going to bail. And let me go for Victor Olsen. So I put Victor Olsen in the parlay. And, of course, that's the game Owen Power scores. So, Uh, I was maybe the only person in the world that was frustrated that Owen Power scored his first NHL goal last night, but glad for sure that he did end up getting it. Um, And then on the other side of the ice for the Devils, I mean, right, Andrew Hammond. I mean, the the, the Sabres actually, I didn't really think were the better team. Uh, They got outplayed in terms of the shot attempts. 55% of the shot attempts went New Jersey's way, 45% for the Sabres. Uh, expected goals for was pretty close to even New Jersey 52 to Buffalo's 47. The Sabres got three goals that should not have gone in at least two and for sure one. The first goal by Kyle Posto at center ice. I mean, Andrew Hammond, I, f- I felt for him after that goal. That was brutal. He's going to be on not top tens. He's going to be uh, that that clips went viral a little bit. I mean, that's a bad goal. It's as bad a goal anyone's given up in the NHL all season, just a soft wrist shot from center ice that finds its way into the back of the net. Brutal on, uh, on the part of Andrew Hammond. And then pretty close after shorthanded, he stops Victor Olsson on a breakaway, which, you know, I'm like really for my, uh, my parlay, but then Alex talk from a bad angle, just throws a backhand on net. It goes off Hammond's skate and in uh, after like, he doesn't see it. So that was a bad goal that he gave up. And then even Powers' goal, I would want to say, you need your goalie to save that. If you're an NHL goaltender, come on, make that save. Because Power jumps up in the play, and he's at a quality scoring opportunity. But Power doesn't really get a ton on it. And it's along the ice. I mean, that's a save that you should have. So there were at least three goals on the night that I thought 
New Jersey uh, did not deserve to have go in the back of the net, but their goaltender really let them down in a big way. So I thought pretty even game. Sabres didn't get majorly outplayed in my mind, but they definitely got lucky on at least two of the goals. And probably, I think it's easy to say three. Uh, So, you know, not to meant to disparage the Sabres anyway. On the devil's side too, Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff does not get into the top five against Buffalo. Uh, And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Lindy Ruff is currently tied with Al Arbor for the fifth most wins in NHL history by a head coach, which is like, I wonder if that's surprising to other hockey people around the league, because we're not surprised by that here in Buffalo, because he's the all-time Sabres coach of all time. He was here for 20 years, right? Basically. So we know Lindy. We love Lindy. I think I've known that he's that high in the list, so I'm not surprised by it. But I wonder when he jumps into the top five, if that'll kind of be a, a shock to everybody. Like, really? Lindy Ruff is one of the five winningest coaches in NHL history. Of all the coaches that have existed, Lindy Ruff is in the top five over Al Arbor, who won four Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. Uh, I, I hope he gets that moment. I think he's still going to. He didn't get it last night against the Sabres. He needs one more win. And here's the thing about Lindy. He's not, it's not going well in New Jersey. I don't think it's all his fault, but it has not gone well in New Jersey. And there's a there's a grave possibility that this is it for him, that he gets fired or, you know, they mutually part ways, however they term it, that this is it for him in New Jersey, these final six games. And it didn't end great in Dallas. He was okay in Dallas, but didn't end great. Then it took him a while to get another job. I didn't think he would ever get another job, but he got one. He got one in New Jersey. And I think the way it's gone with the Devils might point to he. this is it, that he doesn't get another crack at this. So it's now or never to crack the top five. It could be now or never to crack the top five and beat Al Arbor. So he only needs one win, and he's got five games left. So he's got to get the one, and I think he'll get it because they've got a couple home games left still. They've got some easier opponents. I think he'll get it. The Devils' schedule remaining is home Carolina. They'll be an underdog in that game. Home Detroit. I think they'll be favored in that game. At Ottawa, bad opponent. Don't know what the line will be. At Carolina, they'll be a severe underdog. And then home Detroit to wrap up the season. So they got two games against Detroit, a game against Ottawa, and two games against Carolina. So three games against pretty easy opponents. I'd like to think you get one of those three and maybe you get lucky and you steal one against Carolina. So pretty confident Lindy will still crack that top five, but he did not do it against Buffalo. And uh, he's maybe only got five games left to do it. So hoping, hoping fingers crossed that he gets it. Cause I, I, that's important to me. I, I want that. I want that for Lindy. I want that moment. I want that recognition. I want that status of being a top five winningest coach of all time. Top six doesn't really roll off the tongue. It's still impressive. Uh, can you say it now even? Can you say it now? He's tied for fifth. Does it? If you're tied for fifth, does that make you top five of all time? Maybe it does. Maybe, maybe it does. I'll put that up in a poll at Lockdown Sabres. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not that, uh, that qualifies. Um, all right, we'll come back and we'll break down a couple of the goals from the Sabres and Devils game, including Owen Powers' first NHL goal against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, we'll get to that. And then a Vegas Golden Knights playoff update when we return here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses 
for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's the code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Uh, Let's break down uh, two goals from the Sabres win over the New Jersey Devils uh, from Thursday night. And we will start uh, right at the 3-2 mark. You know, I mentioned those first couple goals a little fluky. I don't really want to just berate Andrew Hammond because that's who you're going to really blame for those goals, right? So let's give out some credit cake uh, for the uh, for the Sabres win over the Devils. And we'll start with Owen Powers' first NHL goal. Start it back in their own end. We've got a breakout pass by Tage Thompson, pressured too. There's a, there's a defenseman that pinches down and pinches against Tage Thompson. Thompson gets the pass through to Skinner, who was cheating just a little bit. He gets behind P.K. Subban. Now, Skinner tries to put on the brakes to have Subban fly by him. And Skinner is the one that actually goes down, but also to Subban. Both guys fall to the ice, and Skinner sticks with it. On one knee, he gets the pass across to Owen Power, who kind of turns his hips. He squares up with Andrew Hammond, who's moving, and kind of flubs the shot a little bit. Doesn't get a lot on it. It's along the ice, but it finds its way under Andrew Hammond, and it finds the back of the net. So I am definitely giving a third of the credit all around here. A third of the credit to Tage Thompson. 33% credit cake goes to Thompson for the breakout pass that was pressured. I'm giving a third of the credit to Jeff Skinner, who sticks with the puck down on one knee, is able to get the pass across right in the wheelhouse of Owen Power. And he cheated in the first place to get behind Subban to create the opportunity. And then a third to Power, because Power recognizes, if I go way back, Actually, the best part of this play for power is not the shot. It's the recognition to jump up in the play. Look, watch right here. Thompson makes the breakout pass. The moment he does this, look at power. His head's up, and he's on his horse. He needs to jump up in the play to make it a two-on-one. He beats any devil to the spot, and he accepts the pass, and then a nice little turn of the hips here. I mean, that's almost Skinner-esque with his edges to to turn straight up to Hammond to get the shot on goal. Um So Owen Power, I'm giving a third of the credit to for his first NHL goal. And then look at Jeff Skinner. Look at Jeff Skinner grabbing that puck immediately, knowing right away it's his first goal. He is so good at being the first guy to those pucks when it's a a marquee goal like that. So good job by Power, good job by Skinner, and a good job by Tage Thompson. Now, we go to the fifth goal by the Buffalo Sabres on the, on the night. And we're going to get right back into it with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. Four to two, four minutes to go. The Devils were pushing a little bit. And here's Thompson. Thompson picks it up in front of his own net. He skates it out on his own. Gets past Jesper Brat. The little pass over to Olsen, who flips it back to Thompson. And Thompson gets the pass across to Jeff Skinner to put it bar down to the back of the net. Then final nail in the coffin for the Sabres win. Um, I think I want to give 50% to Thompson here. He The breakout on his own gets past the defenseman, the give and go with Olofsson, and then the, the perfect pass across 
to Jeff Skinner. I'm going to give 50% of the credit here to Tage Thompson. I'm going to give, I'm going to give, uh, let's see, 40% to Jeff Skinner for finishing in the back of the net. And I'll, I'll throw 10% Victor Olsen's way because you know what? The defenseman, I think this is Demon, C- Dave C- Dave, Demon Severson, pressures, uh, that's not Severson. I don't know who that is actually, but he pressures Olsen on the wall and Olsen, that little backhand sauce up to Thompson to get it, the opportunity over to Skinner. I'll, I'll give 10% uh, Victor Olsen's way. So credit cake on the second, the fifth goal by the Sabres, 50% to Tage Thompson who gets the assist, 40% to Skinner who finishes and 10% goes to Victor Olsen. All right. When we come back a quick update on the Vegas golden Knights playoff race, uh, it's getting a little bit more heated down the stretch, and we'll get to that when we come back here on Locked on Sabres. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. I was a user of HelloFresh before they even jumped on as a sponsor of the show. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable. I can definitely speak to the fun part. I like cooking. This makes cooking fun. It makes it, it makes it remarkably easy. Um, you really, you feel like a chef, but you don't really have to, you don't have to work as hard as a chef. It feels like when you're doing it. Um, and you get a lot of different options every week. There's like dozens of different options that you can choose from uh six recipes per week uh, including low calorie and carb conscious options customize your favorite dishes with hello custom as well go to hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 use the code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts hellofresh.com slash locked on 16 use the code locked on 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts at hellofresh Jody Biasi back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. All right, we have an update on the Vegas Golden Knights playoff race, which, of course, we are tracking because we are hate-watching Jack Eichel, and we are hoping for the best possible first-round pick that we can get from Vegas's first that came back to the Sabres in the Jack Eichel trade. So what did we get on Thursday night? The LA Kings beat the Chicago Blackhawks in regulation. They're in. I mean, by all, by all accounts and purposes, they're in. They are now, at, according to moneypuck.com, to make the playoffs. The Kings look to be in. Now, the spot that has opened up a little bit, the door that has creaked open to Vegas is not LA. It's not Nashville. It's not, you know, St. Louis. No, who's the other team I'm thinking of here? Um, Edmonton. It's not Edmonton. It's Dallas. Dallas has now lost three games in a row after losing to the Flames in regulation on Thursday night. Three straight regulation losses. They are two points up on Vegas with the same amount of games played. They got a head-to-head matchup coming on Tuesday night. That is massive. Because they are playing head-to-head on Tuesday, Vegas, technically speaking, controls their own destiny. If they beat Dallas on Tuesday and they win their other three games, they're in. They're in over Dallas because they have the regulation and overtime win uh, tiebreaker. So, Vegas controls their own destiny. It's still looking good for LA for Dallas, though. If Dallas squeaks a point out of that Vegas game on Tuesday, they're going to be better than 50-50 to make the playoffs. They're currently Dallas at 72.1% to make it, according to Money Puck. Vegas is at 32.8%. Now, the Stars' remaining schedule, and this is why that they are favored. One, they have a two-point advantage. They have a two-point advantage right now, and their remaining schedule is easier than Vegas's. In fact, the Stars' remaining schedule is as easy as it gets. All home games 
They have four home games remaining. That's it. They don't play on the road again. They play Vegas on Tuesday, but look at their other three games, all against bad teams. Seattle, horrible team. Arizona, worst team in hockey. Anaheim, not a good team either. Seattle, Arizona, Anaheim are their three non-Vegas games. Meanwhile, Vegas has San Jose, not great either, at Dallas. So that important game is in Dallas. Then they have two other road games. So they have three road games, one home game remaining. Dallas, four home games against all easy opponents except Vegas. Vegas has at least one difficult opponent. Home, San Jose is their easiest game. Then at Dallas. At Chicago, bad opponent. They are on the road, but bad opponent. At St. Louis. Now, we'll see what St. Louis is playing for at that point. It might be home ice against Minnesota. Maybe it's nothing. So, we'll see. It's possible St. Louis is an easy game because they're not really trying that hard. But that final game of the season for Vegas is at St. Louis, who is on looks unstoppable right now. But again, the math looks pretty good. 32.8% chance for Vegas to win it. And I'll say this. The Jack Eichel part of it, it'd be funny if they miss. But is it the end of the world if they make it? It might not be. Because while I've said I think they're a team that could go on a Stanley Cup run, I still kind of believe that, that they could do it. I'm not as much believing it as when I said it a couple weeks ago. They probably get bounced in round one anyway. And then it would be pick 17 instead of pick 16. Not, Not a big difference. And they would play Colorado. If they get in, they're going into Dallas's spot. And that's going to be the second wildcard team. The second wildcard team is going to play Colorado. Whoever's playing Colorado is just going to get throttled. So assuming they would play the Avalanche, and it looks like that's most their most likely opponent by far if they make it, I, I kind of want to bet on pick 17, even if they make it. So I'm still rooting for them to miss because of the Eichel part of it. And pick 16 is better than pick 17. Um, and you know what? Vancouver is only two points behind Vegas, so they could even fall to pick 14 but um, or pick 15. So that's that's what we got, though, right now. 32.8% chance for Vegas to make the postseason. All right, what's up next for the Buffalo Sabres? They've got three games remaining. Tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, against the New York Islanders, a 12.30 matinee game at home. Then they've got a few days off. Next Thursday, they are at the Boston Bruins before wrapping up the season Friday at home against the Chicago Blackhawks. So that's the coming week for the Buffalo Sabres. And we will talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Road and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We'll talk to you next on the next time here on Lockdown Sabres.